The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Well, I must have not been paying attention When you were just talking to me Do you think that you could repeat the question? And I listen more attentively I miss coffee I was saying I miss coffee. You're going to bring me up a lot. I must have missed something when you were just talking to me. I must have not been paying attention. Crazy week. Look at this Christmas stuff going on. What is that? I was actually hoping that the government would postpone Christmas this year. Everybody was all upset when Dr. Fauci said no Christmas this year. I was actually happy about it. Must have missed something when you were just slamming the door. Oh, I don't mind just a little. It's driving me out of my mind. All right. Should we start the show or just listen to Mel all day? I'd be okay with listening to Mel all day. That's what we do in my office. Movie of the week. Normally, I would say that's fine with me, but after reading your Facebook today, I know you got a lot of shit to get to. <laughs> yeah. I'm the busiest guy in the world who's not rich. <laughs> Put it that way. Try and get this a little closer. All right, why don't we start the show? I don't know why, but we will. This is one of those days where, like, we almost didn't do a show. We weren't going to do a show. We normally do this show at uh, on Thursdays at 2 o'clock. Tomorrow is Christmas Eve. So uh, being Christmas Eve, I didn't want poor Ben to have to work on Christmas Eve. So we decided we were going to do it the day before, but we didn't promote it. So we probably only have one person watching. Uh, but that's okay because, really, I don't do this show for you. I really kind of do it for me. It's my therapy once a week. I get to come in, rant about all kinds of stuff, get everything off my chest, and I feel good. I go home and I take a nap. I do. I go home and I take a nap after the show because I'm, I'm, I'm mentally exhausted from doing it. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors, uh, McLennan Real Estate. We love Matt and Sam and all the, all the, uh, uh, the McLennans over at McLennan Real Estate in Methuen. And by the way, he was a great interview last week. We had him on to talk about um, the real estate prices and the real estate market. Lawrence, Methuen, Andover, North Andover during uh, COVID and, you know, what direction it's heading in. I was expecting Matt to say, hey, listen, if, if you've got a, you know, if you've got a, a really good piece of property, can you pull me up just a little? If you've got a good piece of property, uh, now's the time to sell it because, you know, with Biden coming in and all the new taxes going up and everything else. No, that's good. Um, uh, I figured that, you know, he'd be coming in saying, no, if, 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 the market's about to crash. That's what I thought he was going to tell us. And instead, he didn't. He came in and said the opposite. He said, now's the time to buy. It's definitely a seller's market, but if you can get in, get in now because it's going up. So it's, it's always great because I'm not a real estate guy, but one of the things that I love about my job is that I don't have to know everything um, because I have 
the ability to get the answer to everything at the tip of uh, at the tip of my fingers because we have experts that you know we're we're a small paper so we do business with so many other businesses that if i have like you know an insurance question i can call our friend over at allstate and say hey listen you know he's an advertiser hey listen i got a question i'm writing a story about insurance can you just like steer me in the right direction on this one topic and we always have somebody that has the answer so i don't always have the answers but I can always get the answers. And so to me, it's not about you know me having to know everything because I don't have to know everything anymore. Like in the old days, you had to know everything, right? Now, I, I mean, with the advent of the internet and phones, that you can, computers you can carry around in your pocket that could run a small country, um, it's great to have guys like Matt McClennan on board. We love the McClennan real estate. Uh, by the way, we've been trying to get them to advertise this for a long time, like since 2004 when we started. We've been trying to get them to advertise, and they finally came on board, which we love. AFC Urgent Care, we love uh, we love Lisa and everybody at AFC. Marsan and Sun Construction, we're working on booking uh, Ronnie Marsan for January if we can, although we got a, a pretty packed January coming up. Um, we've got uh, all kinds of stuff. Borelli's Deli, I'm, when I leave here, I'm going to pick up my delis for Christmas Eve, my deli meats. Clear Path New England for veterans. Um, a, a shout out to Jason, whose mom passed away. That's why he wasn't here this month. Uh, we'll give them a couple extra free months uh, on the back end of of their uh, their ad package. And uh, who else did we leave? Oh, Andover Optical. Listen, you guys have to go to Andover Optical. I just got new glasses, right? Um, and I and I love them. Although I, I always have I always have uh, Monday morning regret. What do they call that? Buyer's remorse. I always buy something. Then after I get it, when you go through like a process of like get the eye exam, pick out the glasses, and you're gonna wait for them to deliver. Then they came and I got like the Oakley style. They don't curve around your neck. They go they go straight back. And I hate it. But I thought I'd like it, but I don't. So I'm gonna have to go get a second pair of glasses. So I have to go to Endeavor Optical because they're they're sponsoring the show and advertising with us. Um, but trust me when I tell you, the people who hate me and hate this show, because we tell the truth here and a lot of people don't like that, um, I guarantee you Indiver Optical is hearing from those people who don't like us. So please do us a favor. And, and if you're thinking about getting contact lenses, which I finally remembered how to say, um, or you need a second pair of glasses or you need to renew your prescriptions, please go to Indiver Optical. Tell them that you appreciate that they sponsor this show and that they advertise in the Valley Patriot. All right. Thanks for coming, kids. Good night. Think about it this way. If you hate Tom and hate the show, but you, you hate watch it, now that you've gotten your new glasses at Andover Optical, you can see when everyone's flipping you off. Right. Exactly. So that's the good thing. That's the good thing. Oh, boy. We do have a guest calling in, Skyping in, Zooming in, whatever the, whatever the technology is. Uh, at 1.30, we have... Uh, someone from the Mass Lottery coming in. Because we have breaking news. We broke some news last night. Um, the Mass Lottery is moving their North Shore Operation Center and prize claim centers from Woburn to Lawrence, which is great. Now, I know that the chairman, he's going he's gonna to hate that I'm saying this. The, the head of the lottery, uh, Mike Sweeney, is a former Lawrence City Councilor. He's a, he's a Lawrence guy. He grew up on Abbott Street. Uh, that's how I knew him. I, I've known him since we were probably in high school. Used to hang around with my, my brother Danny, and um, he moved his way up. He was a city councilor, and then um, he got a job working for the state, and now he's the head of the state lottery. And being a Lawrence guy like me, right, I, I don't live in Lawrence. I haven't lived in Lawrence for 18 years or more, um, but you can never really take the Lawrence out of the guy, right? And I, I, I was born and raised in Lawrence. and So people like Mike and people like myself, and there's a lot of other people out there who grew up in Lawrence, might not live there anymore, are always looking for ways to help Lawrence because Lawrence needs help. I mean, if there's any place that needs the help, it's Lawrence. 
So we get a couple of things that happen that I think that are really good for Lawrence this week. Um, I know, I know, most of you tune in for the Methuen stuff, but uh, we'll get to some of that. Um, Dan Rivera, the mayor of Lawrence, has quit. Which, by the way, not to get off on a totally different topic, but this is reason 5,421 why term limits are bad. Because Lawrence has never had a mayor. We've had Lawrence has elected three mayors twice. You can only serve two terms in Lawrence. It's two four-year terms. So um, Kevin Sullivan, Patty Dowling, um, Mike Sullivan, and now Dan Rivera have all left early. All right. So since the new charter, we call it the new charter. It started in 1985 in Lawrence. Since the the city charter uh, was, was changed in 1985 in Lawrence, to make the Lawrence mayor a four-year term, but put term limits on it, we've never had a mayor stay if they've been elected to a second term. And this is, this is why term limits are terrible. Because at least if someone didn't want to run at the end of a second term, they'd probably fill out their term. But the way it is now, if you get elected mayor of Lawrence, or a mayor of anywhere, and there's a two-term limit or a three-term limit, by the time you're halfway through your last term, you can't run again, you're looking for another job, Right. And if they call you and say, yeah, well, we'd like to hire you, but you have to start next month, and you still have time left on your elected position as mayor, you're going to leave, right? You're going to go where the job is. You're going to go where the money is. You've got to take care of your family. So I don't blame Dan Rivera at all, but Dan Rivera got uh, tapped by Charlie Baker to head um, some mass housing group. And um, I can't remember the name of it, but it doesn't matter anyway, right? The point is... Um, you've got Dan Rivera, who is going to be the former mayor of Lawrence, running the housing for the state. And you've got Mike Sweeney, who's from Lawrence, who's the head of the lottery, who is moving their offices to Lawrence to help Lawrence. And I can't imagine that when Dan Rivera finally takes this job in January, I think it's January 9th, um, that he's not going to be steering uh, money to the city of Lawrence either. I, 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 I can't imagine that he wouldn't be doing that. I think Dan will be doing what he can to try. And I've said this all along, you know, you have communities like Lawrence that are dying and you've got all these Democrats who campaign on the backs of the poor, all these politicians. And when the election's over, they never really do anything for Lawrence, right? They come into Lawrence, they say, we love poor people, we love brown people, please vote for us. And then you never hear from them again until the next election. And you get some people like Mike and like Dan Rivera, who I think will, you know, they'll, they'll reach back and try and pull people up by, I think moving a state office to Lawrence is huge because those people are going to go out for lunch and they're going to patronize Apollo Centro and they're going to patronize, uh, they're going to buy their cigarettes at the store. Um, you know what I'm saying? They're like all of those, all of those incidental purchases, they're going to, they're going to gas up on South Union street when they leave work, you know, before they hit the highway to go home. And so all of that revenue helps the city of Lawrence. And you might even be able to get people from Lawrence to work there, right? You might, if they have job openings, you've got a state office. They've got, I'm sure, hundreds of people that work there. And when they have openings, um, I'm sure, Mike being the head of the lottery, that they'd probably give preference to people from Lawrence. I don't know that for sure. But we're going to ask, we have somebody from the lottery calling in at 1.30 to talk about um, them moving it to Lawrence. But I thought it was very interesting that Dan's leaving and he's going to be able to help Lawrence from a higher level of government. Mike Sweeney has done that. And there have been a number of other people who have also done that, um, left Lawrence. And what's funny is that the people in Lawrence, not everybody, please, we know there's an exception to every rule, so don't, don't email me. But people in Lawrence get very angry when they find out you've left. 
Like, I can't tell you how many people, I'll be at like a neighborhood meeting and I'll be debating with somebody about something. Uh, most recently, it was whether or not they should have an election to replace Dan or not. And there's always one smart ass that says, yeah, well, you, well, you left Lawrence. Like, 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 like I, I divorced him. Like, you left me. You left us. You left us and you're in North Andover. Like, I'm like 60 feet from the Lawrence line. I'm probably closer to City Hall now than I was when I actually lived in Lawrence. But people always seem to have in Lawrence, they, they, it's kind of like um, bad woman syndrome. You'll notice like, and you know, because you follow my Facebook page, right, uh, Ben? Yes, I uh, When there's a shooting, I'll post a picture of the shooting and the details of what's going on. And then I'll get a flurry of 100 people come on my page saying, all you do is trash Lawrence. You're trying to make us look bad. You never publish anything positive. <laughs> and then I'll post the last 100 positive stories that I've done about Lawrence, including the one I'm going to talk about today. And then they just disappear. They don't say, hey, you know what, Tom, I got you wrong. Oh, gee, I'm really sorry. You know why? I, I didn't pay attention to those positive stories because I'm a moron. I only pay attention to negative stuff so I can bitch about it. They don't say that. That's the truth, but they don't say it. So I just I wish people in Lawrence would be a little less um, I don't know they really do kind of have like bad women syndrome they really think that like everyone's out to get them whenever you publish a negative story it's because you hate them you're racist you're sexist you're a homophobe you're xenophobe you're some other phobe and and I'm not sure where that comes from I think Lawrence's bad reputation is largely deserved sorry people in Lawrence but it is um, that doesn't mean that there aren't a lot of good people in Lawrence trying to turn it around. I think there are, and I think that we try to highlight those people as much as we possibly can. My editorial this month was, um, and I actually wrote the editorial this month, I don't always, but I wrote this month, um, was congratulating TMF and um, Debbie's Treasure Chest and a bunch of other nonprofits in Lawrence who are actually reaching out and trying to help people and trying to make Lawrence a better place. I didn't see 100 people come on and go, hey, Tom, you're saying good things about Lawrence. I, I didn't get that at all. None. No, but if I if I make some kind of negative derogatory remark that happens to be true about Lawrence, 500 people on my page, you suck. You suck, and you're a racist. And I don't understand why people always defer to racist, because like I was brought up to try to to judge people based on their beliefs. I'm I'll, I'll all right. I'm good. Um, I was always taught to judge people based on on their deeds, on their actions. So if I see a guy that goes out and he campaigns for Latinos and his best friend is black and I see him at all the Spanish nightclubs and he's, he's calling me, asking me to go out to Polo Centro to get some keypays, which I love, by the way. Um, Chucheros are awesome, too. Um, if you get a guy like that and then he says something that maybe might sound like it could be racist, your first go-to shouldn't be you're a racist because chances are he's probably not, Right. Racism isn't a racist isn't somebody who says mean things. That's not a racist. You know, um, I, I posted a uh, a picture of myself and one of my previous girlfriends who happens to be Dominican on my Facebook page, and one of these people that like to call me racist on a regular basis, one of these little snowflakes from Lawrence High School, comes on my page and she says, "I find it disgusting that you would hide behind your brown and black Latino friends to pretend you're not a racist." <laughs> What are they teaching you people at Lawrence High School? Honest to God. Anyways, um, the, uh, we have um, Mike Thibodeau, who is a member of our BASH committee. He's actually head of my security team, thank God, because a couple of times 
He, he really saved my ass, I'll tell you that. Um, when someone comes diving at you from out of a crowd, it's good to have Mike, Th- Mike Thibodeau there, let me tell you, because he, fa- he moved faster than anybody I've ever seen in my life. He was like a cornerback. I couldn't believe what this guy did. He's, anyways, he's head of my security team, I'm rambling. Um, and he, he rented out AMC Movie Theater for Sunday at 5 o'clock to see the movie Wonder Woman. And then he called me and said, we can only have 20 people because of COVID, but um, I wanted to do this to help you raise a little bit of money for the bash because I know you're starting to ramp up trying to get a bash going for next year. So we have 16 free. uh, We have 16 tickets. They're not free. We have 16 tickets. Mike rented out um, the uh, AMC movie theater for us, and he's not charging us what he paid. And uh, he wanted me to inform you guys that we have 16 tickets for $15 or $20 a piece, suggested donation, and the money's going to go to our scholarships for the bash. Um, I posted this on our Valley Patriot bash page. We've got like 30 people in our bash committee. Not one person responded, not one. So I don't know if it's because we haven't done bash stuff in a while that nobody, excuse me, checks that page. Hope that didn't come through. <laughs> so that, by the way, this is my first coffee since last week's coffee. Oh, jeez. My doctor made sure that, he, that I cut coffee out of my... He's like, you have to quit one of two things, cigarettes or coffee. Well, the cigarettes ain't going. <laughs> so it looks like I've cut coffee out of my diet completely. And I have completely cut, except when I'm here, where I get half a cup from the Keurig machine. But other than that, this is literally the only coffee that I have all week. Anyways, I digress. What were we talking about? Enjoy your run home. Leave your my, car my, here. Yeah, right. Come yeah, back tomorrow yes. and get it. My body's not going to be used to it. So if you'd like to come on uh, Sunday at 5 o'clock, you have to let me know in advance. Uh, I want to thank Patrick Ord, who's one of our readers who always steps up to the plate when we put out a call for something. Um, he just texted me right before we went on the air and said he wanted to buy four tickets or five tickets for the TMF kids that feed the homeless Wednesday nights. Because most of these kids, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but most of these kids at TMF that feed the homeless with us Wednesday nights, I drove one of them home. He, he, one of them asked if I could give him a ride home. It was very cold one night. and got to his house. He said, you know what? My mother loves you. She remembers when you were on the school committee. She loves you. How about coming in and say hi? So I went in to say hi, and I went in, and I noticed the kid opened the cupboard. The, I'm old. Cupboard. What do they call it? Cabinet? Sure. <laughs> opened the cabinet, and there was no food in the cabinet. Oh. And I was mortified. And then I was delighted. Like, I was mortified and delighted at the same time, because I, I started thinking, here's a kid who lives in the Hancock Projects who has almost nothing, has no, almost no food in his own house. And once a week, he's out at TMF feeding homeless people who have barely less than he does. And I started thinking about this, and I've been talking to Nancy and Mike and some of the people that run TMF about how we can do more for these kids that are out there feeding the homeless, who are feeding the downtrodden, when they themselves have so little. And yet we know so many people that have so much that never step up to the plate. And, uh, and so for Christmas, you know, we really should do something for these kids. So thanks to Patrick, we're going to take five of them to the movies on Sunday. And, uh, and I'll kick in out of my pocket for like popcorn, whatever they want to eat. They're nice kids. These are nice inner city Lawrence kids, most of whom live in projects. And I'll say again, have barely a little bit more than the homeless people in their feeding. Like they're, they're one paycheck away from being under the bridge with those homeless people that they're feeding every day. So, uh, we love TMF. We love the people who are trying to help the homeless in Lawrence. Um, what else do we have? We've got uh, 10 minutes, five minutes to talk about the stimulus plan. I could do a whole show on this. Seriously, what a total friggin' joke. No, seriously. I got three emails. My first email was from Ed Markey, our, state, our U.S. Senator from Massachusetts. 
boasting and bragging about this stimulus plan that's going to save America. So I'm normally not the kind of person who does this. I might do stuff on Twitter once in a while, but normally I'm not the kind of person who does this. But I have no impulse control whatsoever. If you've met me for five minutes, you know that. So I sent him an email back saying, F you, only I didn't say F. I said, F you, you continued to get a paycheck through all of COVID and never missed a dime. You went out for fancy fine dining and on, on, on plush vacations while you made the rest of us stay home. And the best you can do is $600 for the American people while you're giving millions of dollars to Egypt to secure their border? Oh, wait, what? In a COVID stimulus plan? You're giving money to other countries? But, but you can't give the American people $1,200. And here's the thing, a pox on the Republicans. I got my, my ass kicked for this last night, but I'm going to do it again anyway. Shame on the Republicans. They dickered away, they dickered down the money that the Democrats wanted to give the American people. The Democrats, because they love to spend, wanted to give us like each $2,000 each. Like the president wanted to give us $2,000 each. And the Democrats, I'm sorry, the Republicans in the Senate said no. Because, you know, they have to be fiscally conservative, right? Like, we have, to, we have to pinch every penny, you know. We have to worry about tomorrow's bills that are coming in. And they use that as an excuse to get the Democrats to come down from $1,200 to $600 and then threw millions of dollars into the package for other countries. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, seriously, the American people got a $600 stimulus once. We've been closed since March, these people are completely out of touch with the American public. And shame on the Republican. This is the reason why, this is one of the primary reasons I'm not a Republican. Doesn't mean I've gone left. I know a lot of people came on my page last night all worried, uh, Tom, you're not going left, are you? No, I'm not going left. But one of the things that the libertarians fail to understand because they just can't because it's a cult. Libertarianism is a cult. You have to believe every single thing that the libertarians believe. If you don't believe in one, it's like Jenga. If you pull one out, the whole thing falls apart. And, they, and I, I was arguing with our libertarian friend here last week, and he's saying, yeah, but wh why should the government be giving us money? That's not the government's role. Under normal circumstances, I would agree with that. But the government shut us down. The government is the reason why people are out of work. The government is the reason why businesses are closing for good. And if you're going to be the reason why people are out of work, if you're going to be the reason why businesses are closing, then you damn well better pony up some of that tax money that we pay to help us and not Jordan and Egypt and friggin' Pakistan. Like, you know, I'm sure that there are people in Pakistan that could use some of our money and it would help them and make their life better. I'm not against that. But we have veterans who are sleeping on the fucking streets of this country before the pandemic. Now we've got families living on the streets of this country. Because of the pandemic. And the only thing that the Republicans seem to care about in, in Washington, D.C. is paying off other countries to like us. Who, by the way, after we give them all these millions of dollars, aren't going to like us anyway. In fact, most of the money that we send to other countries, for all this stupid stuff that we send it to them for, these countries are all corrupt. Half of the money goes into the pockets of their so-called leaders. And the rest of the money never goes where it's supposed to go. So why are we spending one dime, one dime of our federal tax money to help other countries? You know what? It's time other countries start helping us. It's time other countries that weren't affected by COVID to start poning up and pay us what they owe us and do something for us. So I don't know what's going to happen with the stimulus plan. I understand that there's one good provision in the stimulus plan 
that um, increases benefits for the media. I've been trying very hard to get our congressmen and our state senators and our state reps to understand this concept, and they still don't seem to get it. Even with this plan, they don't get it. They give they some extra stuff for the media. But here's what they really should have done. You've closed businesses. You've mandated businesses change their hours of operation. You've made sure that they've had to change the internal workings of their business, putting up plexiglass, making sure people social distancing, all this other foolish baloney, foolishness. But you've made them do it. So isn't it on you to make sure that they've got the money to operate? Isn't it on you? The federal government, the, 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 our, our so-called federal leaders, to make sure that these people can stay in business? Like, I don't understand why one penny of this is going anywhere but into COVID. I, and by the way, there's millions of dollars for schools. Why is there a penny going to, for federal dollars going to schools? The teachers aren't in class. They're teaching via Zoom. Methuen is, Methuen is 48 teachers short right now. 48 teachers. They have 48 open positions. That means there are 48 positions not being paid for. That means they're saving 48 positions of whatever. Let's say it's a $50,000 job. Well, I can't do the math in my head because I went to Lawrence High. But $50,000 times 48 positions is a lot of friggin' money. It's a lot of money. A lot of money. I don't know. I don't get it. And here's what I really don't get. I don't get why the public isn't, isn't outraged by all of this. Where are the people with the torches and the pitchforks storming City Hall and storming state capitals saying, we're not going to deal with this? It's $2.4 million. $2.4 million that, that Methuen has that it, it has left over because they're not paying teachers that aren't here. So um, last thing is, um, what do we have here? Uh, we want to thank Debbie's treasure chest in Lawrence, who is still um, uh, accepting presents for poor and underprivileged kids in the city of Lawrence. Um, they do this every year. They do a big toy drive. Also, a shout-out to the Methuen Police who help them and get no credit whatsoever. I want to thank the kids at TMF who do their family dinner for the homeless on Wednesday nights. Hopefully, we'll see you there tonight. Uh, and when we're done tonight, when we're done doing the family dinner for the homeless, the food that's left over, we drive around to all the different homeless encampments for the people that couldn't make it, and we bring them food. And I guess... Uh, Michael and Nancy have Christmas presents for the homeless tonight, too. Um, Neil Perry is going to be paying, the mayor of Methuen is going to be playing Santa Claus tonight. Um, so we're going to be giving out some presents to the kids at, uh, at TMF. On the line, we have uh, somebody from the Mass State Lottery, uh, which, is, which is great because we do talk about the lottery a lot on this program. Uh, introduce yourself and give us your, uh, you look very familiar. Do we know each glad, other? Glad to hear it. I don't, uh, yeah, hey, I don't know. Maybe I have a familiar face. Could be. I'm sure we've met somewhere along the line. Probably. <laughs> Do you know that you know that Sweeney guy? Oh boy, that name sounds familiar. Yeah, we probably met through him. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Could be. So why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? You're new to the show. You've probably never watched us before, which is good. That's how we got him. If you'd watched us before, we never would have had him. Um, <laughs> but uh, but we we at the Valley Patriot newspaper here and here on this podcast, we do talk about the lottery a lot because you guys give so much back to the local communities especially when they desperately need it. So why don't you introduce, yeah. introduce yourself to the audience, tell them who you are, what your job is, and the new announcement that we had this week about what you guys are doing for Lawrence. Yeah, it's, and it's exciting. So hi, and, and thank you again for, for having me. Uh, it's much appreciated. Uh, my, my name is David Falcone, and I am the Chief Operating Officer for the Massachusetts State Lottery. That sounds like a pretty important uh, job. Woo, boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
it's a it's a great job, and the lottery is a great place to work. Um, with just a, a great group of people, and and as you mentioned, um, really dedicated to uh, producing for the Commonwealth and, and returning uh, returning that that uh, money for local aid to all of our cities and towns every year. So. Uh, it's a it's really a, a rewarding job and a great place to be. When you guys give money back to local communities, do you stipulate what it has to be used for, or is this free cash that they can kind of use f- for what they see fit? We we do not. Uh, 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 it goes back to the cities and towns. Uh, the legislature is actually in, in charge of uh, distributing that those monies, and they have a formula for that. And every city and town uh, gets their sh- their fair share, and it is unrestricted. So. Uh, that just simply means that the the city or town can, once they get that money, they can uh, do with it. However, the however they uh, whatever uh, is best for them. If it's uh, paving a road or 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 improving the schools or or uh, hiring some crossing guards, you know, wh- whatever whatever that location needs. Now, with COVID, have you seen a downtick in? Uh, lottery purchases and revenue for for the lottery, or has it gone up? I would imagine when times are tough, liquor stores and lotteries usually do better, right? Yeah, well, yeah. COVID it's it's been a, a challenging time for all of us for sure. Uh, we did see, uh, you know, at the at the height of COVID, and well, we're 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 heading into we're kind of in a new phase here uh, now that it that is. Uh, uh, has its own challenges, but at the height of it earlier on, we, we, the lottery certainly did take a dip. Um, uh, but we've, we've bounced back nicely. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're still waiting to see our, our, uh, Kino come back to its prior levels. Uh, but our instant tickets have, have been selling, uh, fairly well. So that's encouraging. Well, that's great. Now, um, how do we find out what the number is going to be the next number you guys draw? <laughs> I wish I had that answer. Right? See, no, you know, no one should have that answer. <laughs> how do you guys do the security? I always wondered, like, you know, um, if you had somebody who worked at the lottery that knew where that $1 million scratch ticket, what store that was going to go to, you just go and buy them all at that store, right? Yeah, that, um, that'd be a problem, wouldn't right, it? Right. But, but, how, but, uh, but I guess so my <laughs> question say, is... Look, but, yeah, no, sorry. Go ahead. No, but, so my question is, how do you do the security on that? Like, how is it, is it all just randomly computer generated? Or Like, I couldn't even imagine, like, how you do... Yeah. The security for that well, because th- I would imagine. Thankfully, I'm uh, one thing I'm not in charge of is the security of those tickets. That, that that's a very uh, complicated thing, uh, and we have uh, great vendors like Side Games and others who who uh, produce those tickets, and it's uh, it, it, they're all very complicated uh, uh, programming and uh, um, things that are w- way above my head on the IT side that uh, that that really make sure that that these these kinds of things are very secure. So now you guys decided, I got a press release, I think it was yesterday or the day yeah. before, that you guys are moving your North Shore operations and your prize claim center to Lawrence. And to, yeah. that was great. Everybody else was like, why are they moving to Lawrence? That's crazy. And and I, and being a Lawrence guy, I was like, oh, this is great. These guys are going to help Lawrence out. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's really exciting. And, um, you know, we're, we're excited to be in a, in a, a gateway uh, business district, and um, it's it's a great area. I've been to the new location there, uh, uh, right on uh, Route 114, and uh, right off of 495. The access is is tremendous. We're going to have really great signage there. It's a, at the uh, Stadium Plaza, um, so it's a, it's a great location for us. We're happy to be in the city of Lawrence, uh, and um, we signed a a ten year lease. And uh, we're we're looking forward to uh, a nice long term stay in in uh, 
in Lawrence. So now how did this come about? Did your lease in Woburn like run out and you were looking for a cheaper place to go? Or? It, that, that's oh, exactly okay. right. As a, as a government agency, uh, we're required to go into a, a, a bidding process once, uh, once our, our lease is up. Okay. Uh, so that's what we did. We followed the regular process. We work with DCAM, which is uh, the, the Division of Capital Asset Management here in Massachusetts. And uh, we, uh, we uh, put out a bid and we, uh, we took proposals uh, and reviewed those proposals. And, um, and uh, we, we were happy that, uh, that things worked out the way they did. It's, uh, we, had, we had a lot of great responses, um, which, which we were grateful for. And you know, you you uh, uh, DCAM makes judgments on on certain um, aspects uh, of the proposals, and you you uh, you choose you choose what's the best value, uh, and uh, it, it and we're again we're we're just happy to be uh, to ha- have this thing going, and and um, we hope to be up and running uh, by July. Wow, that's that's pretty quick. Yeah. For a state agency, yeah. usually it takes you know a government it takes ten years for anything to happen, right? <laughs> Um, so how do you guys, uh, you have a, uh, it's a prize center and an operation center. What is it that you guys will be doing? That's, that's correct. So uh, out front will be our, our retail claim center, um, where our, our customers, we, we have, uh, we have about 600 visitors per week, um, at our current location. And we expect that, uh, that those same kind of numbers, uh, once we open up in, in Lawrence, uh, and customers can come and, and cash prizes up to one hundred thousand okay. dollars uh, at this location. So that that's what that's what you'll what folks will see up front. The public coming in uh, to the lottery uh, at our retail claim center, and then we'll have a uh, uh, an operation in the back uh, where uh, it, again it's all those sort of uh, back end operational uh, things going on, storage uh, repairs for our. Uh, um, our equipment, uh, deliveries, those kinds of things. So uh, if I go and I get a lottery ticket and I win, how much can I, how much can I win and go to the store to get the money versus like, how much do I have to win to go to you guys? What's, what's the cutoff? So, so if you're, if you're lucky enough to be a really big winner, uh, which is anything over a hundred thousand dollars, you have to, uh, in that case, you have to go to our headquarters in Dorchester. Um, but but again, anything up to uh, and including a hundred thousand dollars, you could go to one of our regional locations, which uh, which is what we'll be opening up in Lawrence. So anything under a hundred thousand, you can get it at the store. Uh, no, uh, at, at stores that that uh, that figure is lower. So uh, if you're if you're if you're above a certain amount, uh, six hundred dollars, uh, you, you would go to one of our regional offices. Uh, six hundred dollars, and I know what that number means because I did my taxes last year. <laughs> Right, so if you make more than six hundred dollars, you got to claim it on your taxes, and that's why they make you come in, right? So you can register to pay taxes on it. We well, got, I forgot I'm talking to the Lawrence guy. Yeah, here, yeah, right? we know we know what's going on. So listen, uh, we're talking to David Falcone. He's from the Mass State Lottery, and uh, we're so happy to have him here because he we they just announced on a press release yesterday, and we posted it on the Valley Patriots uh, newspaper website that they are moving their operations in Price Center 
from the North Shore into Lawrence. And I didn't even think about the people coming to the store. I was just thinking the employees, when they leave, they're going to get their gas in Lawrence. When they go to lunch, they're going to spend money in Lawrence. But yeah, I wasn't I even thinking that. about the people from Andover and Reading who are going to be coming into Lawrence to get their prizes, who will also maybe be stopping for gas and getting their cigarettes or their milk or whatever while they're there. So it really does. It really will help stimulate the economy of Lawrence. I want to thank you guys for doing that. Yeah, it's it's a great point. You know, it's not just our employees. You know, we have uh, we have about uh, uh, I'd say forty employees um, at this regional office, um, and they'll obviously all all be in in the new place uh, in Lawrence when it opens up. Uh, but again, like you said, it's it's the it's the business that this attracts. Now all these all these folks are coming to Lawrence to cash their tickets and. Um, and like you say, stopping for gas, grabbing lunch, whatever it is. Uh, uh, that, and I know that's a great area. There's there's uh, plenty of uh, restaurants and businesses in that area. Have you ever had Dominican food? Oh, good question. I mean, I love food, and I, I don't know if I've ever had Dominican. Though. All right, so here's what you need to do. You get a pen? Yeah, okay. I do. So, you, so right down the street from you, like literally like 75 feet from your office, there's a place called Polo Centro. And it's Dominican food. They've got chicken because polo means chicken in, in Spanish. But they've got they've got a couple of things. Quipes, spelled with a Q. Okay. Uh, you want to try those. And the chucheros, which is, oh, you've chucheros, had chucheros? Yeah. Oh, my God. They're amazing, right? So that's my first recommendation when you go down to visit the new office to stop into Polo Central. Free plug for them. They don't advertise, but I love eating I there. I appreciate so. that. So that's great. Uh, uh, I, I will I will definitely... Uh, um, make, make a stop there. <laughs> you, before we let you go, can, do you have anything else that you want to impart on the uh, general audience here as far as stuff that the lottery is doing? Anything new coming up, a new scratch or a new uh, uh, a new lottery ticket? Yeah, well, we, yeah absolutely. Uh, we have our holiday games out now, which I'm sure folks are, are aware of. Um, and those are always fun. And our marketing department does a, a tremendous job every year. And uh, they, they have a lot of fun with that. And I, I think um, I think our, our players really appreciate it every year. So, uh, you know, that's that that's the big thing right now. And um, and we uh, you know, as always, we, we hope people buy those those uh, tickets and, and enjoy the holidays. David Falcone from the Mass State Lottery. I really appreciate you coming on. Well, did you have fun? Will you come on again? I, I will. Uh, hey. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, radio hosts in this in this forum, so uh, I'll come on anytime, Tom. You just let me know. Listen, I, I really appreciate you coming on. I think it's really important to let people know that we talk a lot about negative stuff that goes on because we're news. Um, but but a, a lot of times it's important to let people know some of the positive stuff that's going on too and balance it out so people can decide for themselves what a community is like. Absolutely. David, thank you so much for calling in. Please uh, 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 tell Mr. Sweeney that we said hello and thank you for setting this up for us. Uh, I sure will, and thank you very much. All right, thank you, Dave. Dave, Fal Dave Falcone from the Mass State Lottery. Um, seems like a pretty good guy. I liked uh, I liked talking to him. Maybe we'll have him on again at some point. Um, you're using what what program do you use for when people when people call in? I know we I say Skype, but it might not be that. We use Zoom. We Almost use, exclusively. We use Zoom. So um, Tucker Carlson last night revealed for the first time that I've ever heard that Zoom is being run by China. And they're actually monitoring all of the discussions uh, on Zoom. And apparently there was some kind of a group that was talking about Tiananmen Square, the Tiananmen Square situation. Mm. Yes. And they shut down the Zoom podcast. They just shut it down in mid-discussion because China didn't like it. And um, I was a little frightened by that. I, by the way, I'm not on Zoom. I'm, I use um, BeLive. 
Um, and I don't use it that often, although I pay, I think it's like, it's outrageous, like $30 a month. What's Zoom? How much is, uh, I, I honestly don't even you know. Because Studio pays for everything. Right? Yeah, don't pay for yeah, it. Tom Duggan <laughs> pays for that of his fees. So. Exactly. <laughs> right. Um, so I don't, I don't know what Zoom is, how much it is, but I'm not on Zoom. I'm not going to be on Zoom. Um, I'll join in if someone sends me something that I think might be interested to listen to. Uh, one of the good things about COVID, well, there's a lot of good things about COVID, by the way. <laughs> We always talk about the negative, like the death and all that. And that's bad. I'm not saying it's not. Death is a bad thing, right? But some of the good things are, um, well, first of all, people have to stay six feet away from me, which I love. Because if I have to go in somewhere, people used to like run over to me. Hey, aren't you Tom Duggan? And then they want to tell me their life story. This is a front page story. You're never going to believe what happened to me. And it's a slightly interesting story, maybe. But it's certainly not like front, everybody thinks their their life is front page news, you know. Now with COVID, people actively walk around me, like they see the path that I'm on, and they're heading in the same uh, trajectory, and they like they swerve around to like not to try and stay six feet away from me. Love that, love that. But the other thing that I really love is because now everybody is using some kind of Zoom technology for their meetings and their discussions and their subcommittees. I could never really get to all of those meetings, right? As one guy, I could never go to the state house for a hearing while Lawrence is having another hearing about something else and Methuen's having a city council meeting and you can't get to them all. But because of Zoom, I can pop in and out. So uh, Diana DeZoglio had this big thing about um, COVID and she was talking to business leaders about what we wanted in the next state COVID bill. So I popped in and I actually participated a little bit. Um, But as I started to say about the media, one of the things that they need to get right and, I, and I, I've told this to Seth Moulton, and I've told this to Diana DeZoglio, and I've told this to Linda Campbell, and I'm still waiting. Because it's, it's, a, it's, because it's a great idea, and they would get credit for it, but I still don't have anybody doing it. So here's what they should do. They should take some of these millions of dollars, whatever number they want to put on it, as part of the next stimulus plan, to pay local small-owned businesses... And I mean, I don't mean the chains. I don't mean TGI Fridays, right? I mean the small mom and pop stores that are being put out of business. You want to give them money, but you also want to earmark some of the money that you're giving to them so that they can advertise in local mediums, local newspapers, local radio stations, because because of the government changing their, their hours of operation and changing the way they do business, nobody knows what's open when anymore. Like, literally, on a Friday night, two Friday nights ago, my friend Bob and I are driving around. We, we went to one place that we thought would be open. He been. He been, the, Chinese, the um, Japanese place in Lawrence. Now, we used to go there before Anaka, but Anaka's closed, like, for good. So, we went to He been. They were closed. So, now we're driving around trying to find some place to go get dinner. And every, every place we go to either has a one-hour wait, and people sitting out in the parking lot waiting to be called, or they're just closed. So how about some money in a stimulus pl- package? Lenny Mera, Bruce Tarr, if you're listening. How about money in a stimulus package that goes directly to businesses to pay them to pay for, for advertising in local mediums? Now, that helps the Valley Patriot, but it also helps Methuen Life, who, by the way, if you're in Methuen, you should be advertising with them. They're a good paper. The Valley Patriot, the Eagle Tribune, Rumbo. Uh, WCCM, WCAP, God help me. But these are all locally owned, locally operated media businesses that are dying and starving right now. And the Democrats say they love the media. They love the media because most of the media is on their side. 
So how about throwing them a bone? How about something in a stimulus package? Not to, not to the newspapers. I'm not saying give newspapers money. I would be happy to take it. Trust me, I'd be happy to take it. But that doesn't help the economy the way my plan works. My plan is you give it to the businesses, they advertise in local papers, that allows their customers to know what their new hours of operation are, whether you have to wear a mask, um, you know, what the social distancing is, whatever, the, whatever their new restrictions are. Some places are only curbside pickup. Some places you can go in. Some places you have to call in advance. Some places only deliver. The money that they, the government can give to small businesses to advertise their new operating uh, restrictions allows their customers to be able to find them when they're open and go and patronize them and help them make money. It also helps the local media make money because they're advertising with us and we're pushing out their ads and we're helping to promote these small businesses. This would be something that would be wonderful. And I have spoken to every state rep and every state senator and um, Seth Moulton's office. I haven't called Laurie Trahan yet. She's my next call. Um, and, and, of course, my, my tersely worded email, F you to Ed Markey, who seems to think $600 was something to fucking cheer about. Still don't get that. I heard a good line about it. $600 is what rich people think poor people think is a lot of money. <laughs> right, right. Sorry, I didn't mean to. That's okay. We're going to throw in the studio down now. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good. It's out. Thank God. Thank God I have more. So I don't, I don't know what this, with this stimulus bill. I know that the president, the only one, Listen, love him or hate him. President Trump came out. He's the only one who came out and said, this is ridiculous. It needs to be at least $2,000. Listen, $600, I've been, clo- I've been open, right? I've been open. Most places have been closed since March. Most places are not at full operations. March to December. How many months is that? Again, I went to Lawrence High, so I can't count. 12 minus 3 is 9, 9 months. Yeah. Hey, pretty good. Because my math teacher didn't do all that bad. Um, so for nine months, these businesses have been suffering. And the best you could do is a $600 payment last time, which I think we got like in July, right? We got like June or July is when we got that. And now you're going to give us another $600. That's $1,200 for nine months of no revenue. Nine months of no work. Nine months of businesses closed. Nine months of people who run our government telling us we have to stay home while they're jetting off to Aruba and going to fancy fine dining places. I see that um, Dr. Bricks, who is uh, was one of the COVID tax force members, she was actually one of the ones that made a little bit more sense than uh, Dr. Fauci. She is now resigning. You know why she's resigning? Because she's a friggin' liar. That's why she's... She went on TV... And she said, you have to stay home. We have to cancel Christmas. Everybody needs to, we, we, we can't be gathering. We can't be traveling. No traveling, she said. No traveling. No traveling. Well, a couple of days ago, she got caught traveling. So all of these people in our government who are telling us what we have to do, they're not, they're not feeling any effects whatsoever. None of them. So if you're going to give us a stimulus plan, it should be at least $2,000 per person. There should be money in there for small businesses to advertise their business because their customers need to know they're still open and what the new hours of operation are. And none of this money for schools. Schools have plenty of schools have plenty of cash. They get federal grants, they get state grants, they get state funding on top of the state grants. 
Lawrence's school department is 100% funded by the state. 100%. Why are you giving Lawrence more, more money for schools? Listen, two-thirds of the kids who graduate from Lawrence can't read a sentence in English. Now, that's not an insult to the, to the, to the people of Lawrence. It's not their fault their school system sucks, but it does. They graduate, and I know because they come into my office and I give them an application and they can't even, they, they, every, either every word is capitalized or there are commas in the wrong place, there, there, are, there are verbs missing. So why are we giving more money to public schools? That makes no sense whatsoever. It's just a big gimme to the unions. That's what that is. It, it seems like if the, if, the, if the politicians who campaign on caring about people, that's usually Democrats... Usually it's the Democrats that campaign on caring about poor people. How about do something for poor people? Like, really do something. $600 doesn't do anything for me. Right now in my office, I am eight months behind on my electric bill, eight months behind on my gas bill. I'm maybe four months behind on my Verizon bill because I've got um, internet, Fios. Um, uh, it's, a, it's a package. It's internet, Fios, telephone, and, and something else. Um, $600 doesn't do shit. That doesn't, $600 doesn't get me past my next Verizon payment. So I'm not sure what, I'm not sure what $600 is supposed to do for anybody. That doesn't help anyone. That's a slap in the face to the American people. That's what that is. And yet you've got these people who are super rich, who are congressmen and senators like Ed Markey, who think $600 is just great. And, and they literally bragged about it in their press release. So the president came out and said, no, it needs to be $2,000. They need to amend the bill. And CNN does what they normally do because they're a bunch of elitist snobs, start mocking him because he doesn't know that you can't amend a bill once it's been passed. Well, actually, yeah, you can, technically. He's using the wrong word, amend, because he's not an elitist snob like the people on CNN who mock you for using the wrong word. But the president can either A, veto the bill and make them put more money in it, or pass the bill on the condition that they come back with another bill within two days that gives another $1,200. Why is it that it took Donald... By the way, this is the reason we voted for Donald Trump. The Republicans sat there in the Senate and said no to $1,200. They said no to $2,000. And then threw all kinds of money in for the schools and all this other stupid bullshit. And it took Donald Trump to say no. And by the way, who's on the same side with him? You know, you know it's the end of the world when AOC and Elon Omar, and Donald Trump are all on the same page. That's how you know that they're monumentally stupid and wrong, or everyone else is monumentally stupid and wrong. It can't be both. It's got to be one of the two. So um, we're hoping um, that, the, that the federal government, that the so-called leaders in Congress are hearing us, the American people. Call your congressman. Call Seth Moulton's office. Call Laurie Trahan's office. Call Ed Markey's office. I'd say call Elizabeth Warren's office, but they don't give a shit, so don't bother. They don't. Trust me when I tell you, I know some people that work over there, and they're nice people, but they don't care. Um, call your state reps and your state senators and tell them, we need more. We need, we need immediate relief and immediate stimulus. And by the way, we also need the governor, and whoever the governor in Massachusetts has working on his COVID team that is putting all of these restrictions on small businesses, knock it off. Just stop it. Allow people the, the right and the responsibility to run their business the way they see fit. 
No business owner wants somebody catching COVID in their business. No business owner wants that. They are going to take the steps that they think need to be taken to keep their customers safe. Nobody's 100% safe, but they will take the steps that it takes to keep them reasonably safe. And I think reasonable is the real operative word here. But I don't get it. Like, I, I, I talk to these people on the phone. I talk to Seth Moulton's people. And they seem so kind and caring when you talk to them. They seem like they're really listening to what you say. And then they go to the floor of the house and they're worried about sexual harassment in the military. Like, like, wait, what? Like, that's more important than this? That's more important than helping people that are, like, dying? I mean, drug abuses, uh, we, would, we were, how many shows did we do on the opioid crisis? We were just starting to say right before COVID, we had the police chiefs in here, and they were just starting to say, you know what, for the first time in three years, the addiction numbers are going down, the people going into rehab are going down, the death rate from opioids is going down, we're, we, we've rounded the curve. We've, we think we've figured this out, and we've got, a, we've got a method at the local level to try and tackle this opioid crisis, and then COVID hit, and it has now tripled. And nobody seems to care. And those who talk about lockdowns, those who talk about following the science and the, and the deadliness of the disease are not wrong, but they're only seeing half the equation. And when you're only seeing half the equation, when you're only looking at the possible deaths by keeping businesses open, but you're not considering the possible deaths by closing them, then you're, you're not doing a service to the people that you're supposed to serve. So, all right. How are we doing? You know, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna end on time this month. It's gonna be the first time in three and a half years. Four years, three years. It is our three-year anniversary next week. Normally on our anniversary, we have the four police chiefs come in. We talk about the opioid crisis. We talk about policing in America. Uh, we talk about uh, the new bill that's gone through the Mass State Senate. Um, this month we don't have them booked because we had them in in July to talk about like the COVID stuff. We are going to have them back at some point in January or, or February, but I think what we're going to do next week is a best of. I'm trying to go through some of the old videos of the of the last three years, and some of it's pretty friggin' hilarious. Some of the interactions with me and Neil alone could fill up like a whole best of show um, because we're friends, but we like to needle each other a lot. And then I'll go home and people will say. Wow, I thought you and Neil were friends. I was watching that. You guys must hate. You guys seem like you hate each other. Like, what's all that underhanded animosity going on underneath everything that you say? And none of that's true. It just comes across that way. Um, but he's a good guy, and I want to thank the mayor of Methuen. He's going to be playing Santa tonight at TMF Family Dinner for the Homeless in Lawrence. It's two South Broadway at eight o'clock. If you're interested in bringing food, if you're interested in bringing, I can tell you what we need the most right now for the homeless. Socks, this is what we get asked for the most. Hand warmers, socks, hats and gloves and scarves, um, and blankets. Um, the other thing that we get asked for a lot, especially by those who live in tents, are sternocans. We can never have enough sternocans. Um, because sternocans are made to like heat food, and they're also made to last a long time to heat food. So they open them in their tents, they, they light them in their tents, and it keeps them warm. And fills the tent, you know, with heat, and it helps them. It also helps them kind of like to cook a little bit. Um, so, if you have any of those things you'd like to bring them down to Two South Broadway in Lawrence tonight, we will be there. Uh, if you can't make it tonight, instant message me, and we'll find a way to get that picked up. I want to thank Vinnie Pesci and Jaina Zani Pesci. It's Jaina who contacted me last night and said, "I know you're working with some homeless families. Do you have a family we can help?" 
And five minutes before she called, before my Jana called, who I am going to marry someday. And I have Vinny's permission, by the way. He says he's okay with it. Um, but I, five minutes before she called, uh, Jari from House of Mercy called and said, Tom, we've got a family. It's a, it's a single mother with four kids. They're all under 12. They have no Christmas presents for Christmas. They have no Christmas dinner. I know you're really good at like partnering business people and getting people to... She said it in a nice way, but really, I, co- I coerce my friends. I call them and I guilt them because I've got no money. I can't, call, I can't, I can't, I don't have $5 to donate to anybody, right? Like all my money goes into the newspaper, but all my friends have money. So I'm always calling them up going, hey, listen, you made a lot of money this year. You should be grateful. These people have nothing. And then I coerce them into like, but I didn't have to do that for Jaina. Jaina called me and said, do you have anybody we can help? And I said, you're not going to believe this. Five minutes ago, I just got another family that needs help. Gave her all the particulars. You know, she called me this morning at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock this morning and said, I'm in Target. What do you think about this for the, for the five-year-old? What do you think about that for the six-year-old? Like they were literally out Christmas shopping for people they don't know who need help. And those, that's the Christmas spirit. That's the kind of thing that makes me feel good about the Merrimack Valley, feel good about Lawrence, feel good about Methuen, feel good about the community that I live in. Because it's not the politicians that make your community better. <clears throat> Trust me when I tell you. It's not the media guys like me that make a community better. It's the people like Matt McLennan at McLennan Real Estate. It's people like the Pesci's at Pesci Law Office in Methuen. Uh, it's, it's, it's the Linda Susie's of the world who runs uh, Methuen Arlington neighborhood who get no thanks, don't want to be thanked, don't run to the newspaper and say, look what I just did. They see a need in the community and they just go out and they help. And that's the Christmas spirit. So if I, if, uh, I want to leave you with that today. You can roll us up. Um, I want to leave you with that today. If you really want other people to have a Merry Christmas, if you'd like to help, and, but you're not sure how to do it, send me an instant message. We work with maybe, off the top of my head, I can think of maybe 10 organizations that we work with. House of Mercy, Psychological Center, TMF, Debbie's Treasure Chest. We work with all of them to try to get them to help people in the community that need help. And if you'd like to help, we can partner you with them and you can do something good for somebody. And if you do that, maybe we'll even thank you publicly. And I I don't do that to embarrass people. I do it so that other people who might want the public accolades might step up and do something too. I don't care why you're helping people. I don't care if you're doing it for the thanks. Most people don't. I don't care if you do, as long as you do something. And if you do, we're going to thank you and we're going to highlight you in the paper. Ben... Thank you for uh, being a fine, fine producer today. We want to thank Dave at Two Guys Smoke Shop here at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We want to thank all of our guests. We want to thank Dave Falcone from the Lottery for coming on. Sounds like Melvin Taylor says we got to go home. So go home already. Well, right to the post. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.